create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. This is Fran Sydney and this is Create with France. We are on episode 152 and today we have an amazing guest all the way from Toronto and his name is Paul Norrish. Hello Paul and welcome to the show. Hi friends, thanks for having me. Yes, it's good to have you. Today we have a very good topic and it's something I would like you to introduce a little bit but it talks about this self-confidence that is missing in us professionals trying to get where we want and we, we can't get there. So it's about beliefs and attitude and feelings, all, all these behaviors that we have. So you, you do something called remedial hypnosis and conversational hypnosis. What is the problem that you are going to talk about today? Yeah, so typically what I tend to help people with is purpose-driven professionals who want to break through the overwhelming self-doubt, worry and fear that are preventing them from stepping into their true potential and basically being who they know they're capable of being. So these are people that, you know, they've got the skills, they've got the talent, they've got the passion, but it's like something is getting in their way, something is stopping them and they're a lot of times not sure exactly what that might be. They just know that when they go to take action, they experience resistance, hesitation, avoidance, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, and this is, um, this is happening to a lot of people, you know, self-doubt, I'm not really sure. And maybe they go and try all sorts of things, yoga, breath work, meditation, therapy, hypnosis, CBT, uh, anti-anxiety, and nothing works. So can you give me any example of a typical situation where these problems arise for example, at work, you know, a typical example that you can't go forward at work because you are blocked. You think you cannot. I have a lot of people that come in and they say, Franz, I can never go to the next step. My colleagues are moving forward and I can't. I don't believe I can go to my boss. I don't believe in myself. And as soon as I approach him, he just shuts me down and I can't talk. Is that something that happened to you as well? Absolutely, yes. So the way I look at it is when people want to move to the next level or they want to stretch or they want to expand, situations that I could use as an example might be like moving into a new role at work or it could be even being asked to do a certain project. What sometimes happens when people try to level up their game is that old patterns from their past are triggered and a lot of the times we can navigate our way through life without having to come up against these patterns we find ways to avoid them or maybe we just don't move in the direction where we have to be faced with those things but yeah what i found with with the people i typically work with is these are people who want to expand they want to stretch they want to move to the next level but in doing so that triggers something inside of them uh, that ends up blocking them so it's like one part of them really wants to move in that direction but then another part of them is is at the same time saying well are you sure do you really want that because there's that fear there's that self-doubt that worry that uncertainty that all of a sudden is is bubbling up to the surface mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Um, if I were talking to Mike Mandel, and uh, I'm, I'm a grad of his school, 
of hypnosis, Ericksonian hypnosis, he would say that that's the ego or the ego. So we have lots of egos, you know, we have lots of personalities, 20, 30, 100 personalities. So yep. which one is executive is what matters. Right. He would say, if you, for example, are a CEO of a big company, but at home you were bullied by your older brother, sometimes you might be in the office with your dependents and suddenly the wrong personality comes in and you can't do anything mm. because the ego of a little child is stepping in. That's a very basic example here, <laughs> just to make it very simple. So it's just deciding which ego is executive in the moment where you want it. So the creative one, the executive, the caring one. And so they're not going into the wrong place to disturb your, your life. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I like that. I'm familiar with Mike Mandel's forget what he calls them exactly is like ego identities or ego ego states yeah. is it the ego states yes ego states yeah and yeah one of the ways i think about that is we have these it's almost like these parts of ourselves that break off when we're younger maybe we find ourselves in a situation that's overwhelming or difficult to deal with or a lot of the times when we're younger we might have certain feelings that come up as a result of what we're experiencing and because the experience that we're going through is so overwhelming we're either not able to to feel those feelings to completion or maybe we don't feel like we're allowed to express ourselves right so maybe you feel anxious or sad but if you express yourself in that way there might be certain repercussions so it's almost like these parts get formed in order to deal with those types of situations and they almost take on their own identities in ways. So for me and the work that I do, it's really about helping people to integrate those, those parts that we could say maybe are like broken off or have become separate and help, help the person to, to, to integrate those parts back into, into themselves as a whole, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. I just wanted to say, is there something you do like in one meeting or do you work for a month with a person? How how does that work you to balance this personality so we can improve our attitude, so we can have a mastery of the skills that we want and we can feel better about ourselves? Does it take a long while to be, for example, I want to be more productive? You know, is it something you do in a specific amount of time? Yeah, great question. So... When I'm working with my clients, typically we're working in as little as one to two sessions. So I work with my clients for as long as they need in each session itself, because we might as well get the work done if we're going to dig, dig in deep. But what I found is in a lot of cases, almost all cases, what's happening when somebody has problem or even sometimes when it seems like they have several different issues is that there will be one or two things underneath all of that. Usually it's a feeling, it could be an internal conflict, like a polarity, like two parts of them pulling in two separate directions. And so a big part of what I do with people is actually finding whatever that is. What is it that's underneath? What's at the core of this, this problem that's presenting in their life? And when we resolve that, it's like a house of cards, everything else collapses. So. A lot of the times it may seem like, oh, it's I got this issue, I got this issue, I got this issue, I got this issue. When 
in reality, all those different things are, are just manifestations of something much deeper. And that's why things can, can resolve in, in a relatively short period of time. Yes, that makes sense. How long have you been doing this? It's, it's amazing work, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So I've been practicing for around 10 years, I believe. I've been studying hypnosis for over 15 years and self-development and, you know, just always looking for those unconventional ways where people can expand or even, I'd say, become more of who they are. How do I put this? Become more of who they are without those limitations, those restrictions getting in their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interview also one of your trainers, Stephen Blake, because I see you're with old pain to go as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Melissa Tears, and I, I work with some of her tools, you know, for example, bilateral stimulation. So you, you have a, a huge array of tools. And if I were a person coming to you and say, okay, I have this problem, and I don't understand where it comes from, would you be able to tell them straight away? Or do you need to do hypnosis or a conversation to come to see what is the root or reason of a problem? Yeah, great question. So a big part, I'd say most of what I'm doing with my clients in session is to, yeah, just uncover what it is that's actually the problem. Because once we uncover what the, the actual problem is, even just bringing that into somebody's awareness in itself may be all that's necessary in order for the problem to transform. Because in a lot of cases, what people think the problem is, it's it's not. It's not actually what the problem is. I was actually doing an interview with a past client today who came to see me because they had frustration when it came to learning Spanish. They moved to Spain. They're from uh, the UK and they were experiencing some frustration there. Well, it turns out that it had very little to do with the frustration. It was actually to do with this person's passion around learning and understanding and how they weren't able to to understand or learn as quickly as they would have liked to. And that was creating a conflict as a result. So yeah, I'd say a big part of it is uncovering what the real problem is. And then from there, we decide what what direction to to go mm-hmm. what do you think is the relationship then with between stress and our inability to get where we want so in our mind we want to do it we have a plan but somehow all this pressure of everyday life and things happen and i always think why people are so stressed i don't think we are seeing clearly where we're going and sometimes we do a lot of stuff that is emergency stuff but we're not doing the important stuff does that make sense to you and so do you think there is a big chunk of, of stress that is making us thinking in a way that is not clear? So we're not sleeping well, we're not peaceful, we're not, we, you know, we're not relaxed, we're kind of tense and therefore we are in fight and flight and then we're not really taking the right decision? For sure, yeah. So the way I like to look at stress is there's like, there's, how would I put it? There's realistic stress, right? You can find it, we can all find ourselves in stressful situations. Then there's also useless stress. So what I find tends to happen with people is 
You can find yourself in a stressful situation. Let's say you're going through a transition at, at work, or maybe you're exiting a relationship or you're moving. That can cause a lot of stress for probably most, most people. But those situations can also trigger what I would consider useless stress, which is those old patterns, those old limitations. And so now that person's not only experiencing the normal everyday stress that anybody might encounter in those situations, they're also pulling in all this stuff from their, their past or what they imagine might happen in the future. And that's the stuff that you want to, to deal with and get out of the way because that stuff just really doesn't need to be there, right? Normal everyday stress, there's a lot of things like you mentioned that obviously you can you can practice meditation, exercise, nutrition. I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us know that by now, but it's that extra stuff that gets pulled into the mix that doesn't need to be there that I feel like we could all benefit from ridding ourselves from, so. Yes, and very recently I've been um, having some discovery calls with some a possible future clients and, and, you know, we see these amazing people and we got the looks, we got the smartness, they are educated, they come from a good family, they got a good environment. From outside, you think they have it all, yet they're stuck in the house, they can't get out, they can't get a job, they are, they are dizzy, they have meltdowns, they have anxiety, they have panic attacks, they can't get to anything. And these are really clever, smart people that are super capable and super stuck in in their in their mind oh that's not a very good sound to make and uh, sometimes i wonder if have you noticed that perhaps in the last four to five years people are more stressed and more unable to feel peaceful because that's what i noticed yeah it could be i mean we've we're so we're super connected now we have access to so much information i think people are also becoming more aware of themselves and perhaps reflecting upon themselves, looking inwards more. Not everybody, of course, but, but some people. So yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of, of reasons to to be stressed. And it's interesting how one, one of the things that really interests me is how we as human beings can get tangled up in our own knots and 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 in a lot of ways cause our own issues unknowingly so it can be very helpful obviously i know probably with the work that you do with clients just to even have somebody on the outside being able to help people navigate get some clarity what what is it that's actually causing the stress and and find some resolution yes well in many of my clients this is exactly you know that's the point we we are inundated by so much information and all this connection, people texting, people wanting us to do things. And it's hard to sometimes be connected to who we are and what we, we want. And we might have unwanted thoughts, intrusive thoughts that are coming maybe from some old beliefs that we developed because we were rejected in the last job or maybe even younger. And we feel like this lack of confidence is intrusive and it keeps coming on, on everything. And so... It is cluttering our way of thinking, isn't it? And it is very, very hard. And um, some people become really exhausted, but it really is the story coming in, in their mind. Mm. And they believe it. They believe it. And I have people <laughs> in my family, no names made, who, who think, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. It's a story, it's a mantra. And they repeat it so much, they believe it. And I always firmly believe that if we keep saying to ourselves, 
oh, I'm not good enough for this and I'm too slow or I'm too whatever or I'm not enough for this or that, the mind will say, okay, that's what you believe, so that's going to happen, you know, because we, we don't have a faith to make it happen, so the mind cannot create that picture that we are successful. And if we don't believe it, and if we don't believe in ourselves, we, we can't feel confident, so of course we're going to be stressed and worried all the time, and um, maybe end up with medication, which most times it doesn't really make us feel better because the, the root issue yeah, is still there. Yeah, just creating, uh, what do they call it, like a Band-Aid solution or temporary fix. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the stories that we tell ourselves and with every story, there's there's some limitations, there can be limitations to to the stories that we tell ourselves in a lot of cases, for sure. Many years ago, I was talking when I was just new in RTT world. One of my colleagues gave me a session because we were all practicing. And, um, and, and I said, I'll just work on this issue. I can't remember what it was. And then I said, oh, the issue is because of this and that. And then I went to hypnosis. And, and then at a certain point, I was telling her what I thought was going on, <laughs> my, my interpretation of the story. And then she said these words, Franz, which story do you have to tell yourself to be able to move on from this? Because <laughs> right. as long as you keep going with this story, you can't move on. And it's really this story that makes a huge difference, isn't it? It's having that bouncing board, a coach or a mentor or a therapist working with you to make you see, actually, if I just stop telling this to myself, I might be able to, to give myself a chance to and to, to get better, like Stephen Blake said, and I had two or three episodes recorded with Stephen about why we have chronic pain and, and, and a lot of stuff, you know, and in many, many cases, not all, it is the story that we tell ourselves that we can't do this and this is impossible. So we have about 10 minutes and I wanted to say, if a person came to you and say, we're not wanting a session now, but we wanted to have some general tips to be able to detach from this negative thinking to to feel better generally be able to relax better be more in control of their life which is the thing that you promise in your website and it's quoting from you what would you suggest if they do like you know step one step two do you have anything different from everyone else or are you just like everyone else you know like exercise walking with sunshine yeah got it yeah so two things i'll say to that is one is that most people, what they'll do is they'll teach you to how to work with something on the back end. What I mean by that is like, you're already experiencing the problem. Let's say anxiety overthinking. You're already experiencing your over, overthinking, the anxiety that goes along with that. What can you do to remedy, remedy that? You know, journal, meditation, eat well, exercise, all of those things. What I would recommend to people is you really want to get in front of the anxiety itself. You want to actually turn the tap off that's causing that anxiety to happen in the first place. Because until you do that, it doesn't really matter what you do on the back end. You're always, that anxiety is always going to find new ways to pop up again. The second thing I'd say is, and this is probably the biggest realization I've had uh, working with clients is... Use this for overthinking. Because a lot of people think that in order to, to, to resolve or decrease their overthinking, they need to work on the thinking itself. They need to change their thoughts. They need to think better thoughts or think more rationally or whatever it might be. When 
It's really, I found, the feeling itself. It's the fact that you're feeling anxious in the first place. It's the state that you find yourself in that feeds those thoughts or allows those thoughts to come up. I have never come across somebody who has an issue with overthinking who isn't all who who isn't also at the same time feeling anxious or worried or overwhelmed or frustrated, right? It's the states that drive our thinking. So one thing that people can put into practice just in their own life is if you find yourself overthinking or going up into your head, going into your mind, you can definitely work on your mindset, but until you start changing the way that you feel, it's probably going to be an uphill battle. So work on changing your state, work on changing the way that you feel. And one of the best ways to do that, I think, is to start to to really focus on whatever it is that lights you up inside of you, what's purposeful, what's meaningful to you, and follow that. Yes, that's a, it's a great thing to do, you know, what is that I'm about? I'm here enough to do something, and what is my purpose? I had quite a few sessions about purpose, and um, it's incredible. Sometimes people say, oh, I'm, you know, hyperactive, can't stop with anything, but other times it just so much coming on in our life and we don't know why we're doing this and uh, I remember years ago I had a very nice collection of coaching books and there was a story of this guy that went to a very famous coach and he said I'm so fed up I have two jobs and I work the whole day he was earning well and I have a he had a wife and a daughter and all this tran tran every day the routine the this and that and I just want a change. Maybe I need a different job. Maybe I need to move abroad. Maybe this, maybe I don't have a purpose. And um, to cut this short, in the end of a coaching session, it turned out, or NLP session, whatever, it turned out that the coach gave back all the words to this guy until he realized that he actually was doing the two jobs because he decided straight away when he got married, I want to give my wife the most beautiful house. And then when they had a daughter, I said, I want to send her to the best schools. She deserves what I didn't have. She's gonna go to the best schools, get a really good education. I'm gonna make her have a very wonderful time, nice holidays. And to do that, he had to do two jobs. So that if you work on two jobs, you're gonna have, hopefully, pretty much twice as much income. And therefore, he was able to afford a very incredibly nice lifestyle. And, and so the reason why he was running the whole day was so they could all have a really beautiful, comfortable lifestyle and enjoy holidays and enjoy a wonderful house when they had parties and things. And once he realized, oh, I'm actually doing this because I love my wife. So I'm showing my love hmm. in this way. And his whole paradigm shifted completely and he went home and said, I don't need to change job. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I'm doing this for my wife and for my daughter. <laughs> that was incredible. I love that. It's, it's almost like more, would you say like more clarity is what he ended up yes. maybe needing or getting and that, sh- that shifted everything yes. for him. I thought it was incredible. If there was any other suggestion, you have a couple of minutes. Did you want to add anything else? Yeah, I'll just piggyback on that is a lot of the times, yeah, it it comes down to that paradigm shift, doesn't it? Where it's just like sometimes just even um, going back to what you were mentioning with the stories we tell ourselves is a lot of the times people might not even realize 
that they're telling themselves a certain story, right? So it could just be getting the clarity itself. Oh, I've been telling myself this story for how long now? That can be like a splash of cold water in the face and be uh, be be the catalyst for for that that paradigm shift. So yeah. yeah. I have to say, because I'm an artist and photographer, I, I devoted the very first seven episodes of, uh, of his podcast three years ago to becoming an artist. And I do talk to them on I mean, all the possible forums, etc. And you will see these people that for many, many years say, I really wanted to do art, I wanted to do drama, I wanted to do a drawing and painting, but I could never do it. I went to the wrong school, I couldn't do it. And then I got... Um, sent here and there, I couldn't do it. Then I got married and I had small children, I couldn't do it. And now I'm 50 and 60 and 70. I feel I have not fulfilled what I wanted. And I don't know how to get started. And, and I always say, what is the story you're telling yourself? You know, you have to just do it. You have to stop everything and think, where can I put 10 minutes a day to start sketching or playing an instrument or whatever the art was? And, uh, and then start saying, how can I put this into my routine? How can I? Because you found the way of taking care of all these children, etc., husbands and or wives or whatever. How can you put this space in? So the question to ask yourself is not why I cannot do, but what can I do to make this happen? And once I start mm-hmm. saying to myself, what can I do? When can I do? How can I do? All the RAS system changes, the filtering changes, and I start seeing opportunities instead of blockages yes. and walls. And I start thinking, well, actually, yeah, when I'm taking my daughter to school for four hours, I can join the local adult education class and I can do something there. And they become all animated and I am so happy. You know, it doesn't matter if I don't become, you know, Paul Newman or the most famous illustrator in the world, but we are doing what they really wanted to do. And finally, we are realizing, hey, it's me. I, the only person that can live my life. And you know what? Mm. A lot of my clients have been waiting for permission for somebody to tell them that they can do this. Because they wouldn't give it to themselves. I like that. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Because you think about the kid, and I know obviously being an adult, you're much busier, probably. (laughs) But the kids, the kids never looking, well, maybe at least not initially is never looking for the permission, right? That kid who draws, that paints, that acts, that sings, that, that plays. They just, it's just... It's a free, free flow stream, and it's about getting people back to that playful place. Yes, for sure. Completely. But giving them that permission. And I love that the kids are so, you know, open to do everything and trying everything. But we're as adults. Oh, I failed this 20 years ago, so I'm never gonna do it again. You're kidding. I'm gonna try again until I get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's me trying everything, doing courses, and doing my first certificate of roller skating. I'm 58. Hey, we're gonna have to do things, you know, because. Why? I'm always on free for courses. Why? Because when I was young, I didn't like this. Now I like learning. <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm right there with you. Yeah, learning's where it's at. Yes, you sure. have to do it. Expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Expansion. The, the more you learn, the more you realize, wow, this is exciting. There's so much I can do to help others as well. Because, of course, the more you learn, the more you are in power. Education is power. And not just education from university, but just learning, listening to people, experimenting, playing, and everything is learning. So I wanted to thank you so much for your time. Where do we find it? I found your web- website called Hypnosis Toronto. So, yeah, so the best place to find me would be 
www.paulnorish, that's N-O-R-R-I-S-H, dot online. And you can find me there. Right, so guys, I'm going to have to say thank you so much to Paul because it was a great time to talk about a few things that we might encounter in our life. So thank you so much for being with us, Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Franz. Thank you, guys. We only have two minutes to close and then I have more recording with another person so I will be rushing like mad today. That's my day for rushing. But um, I hope that you found some good personal wisdom today and that you might want to reach to me or to Paul Norwich to have maybe a discovery call, maybe just a chat. There is no, you know, pressure to sell anything. It's just to see if we can help you or not. And just even a question, we're always happy to help you and to see if you can maybe do this shift and move forward to the next bit of your life. Because I think there is nothing worse than living a life of regret and saying, oh, if only I've done this, if only I've done that. That's the worst life to live. We want to live life to the full. That's my mantra. We have to do it. So thank you for being with us. And uh, of course, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends, write a good review on Apple, iTunes and whatever else so that the podcast can be known to more people so we can help more people. We're about to celebrate three years of podcasting plus five years in the radio. So that will be eight years in front of a microphone, which is, um, you know, that's what you get with chatty people. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> but we love doing that and we love helping the community with anything we can so thank you again and I'll see you all next week take care bye 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 you listen to create with Franz Sidney